0: What is happening
1: what am, am i dead i feel I'm like I, can you guys see me all right who am i talking to right now uh this what was is uh not you can call me david oh. this corporate this incorporeal being okay that sounds familiar like from a previous life i remember that name. Yeah. Who,
0: yeah who's How this other person i'm, that I'm speaking to oh okay okay Hi, i feel I'm like dead. i'm in i feel like i'm in this limbo state right now Huh. I don't know. <gasps> <laughs> Roll credits. <laughs> hey, hey! welcome back to this podcast we used to do uh, called that, yeah, Call The Crick Crew.
2: That should have been a 50 I'd... second recording and all it was was us doing that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> dude, 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 dude. Just like we're <laughs> yeah. counting our tail. <laughs> right. Now we got here. Yeah,
1: we, we're we back. We ha- we needed to come in and calm the masses, which I'm sure are rioting after oh, a, yeah. a week without our, our dank content.
2: I know, right? This content needs to satiate the craving that everyone needs. What? So why the masses we... need the flavor that we're laying? Yeah, down. why
1: were we gone though? Um, no
2: big,
1: no big deal. Okay, <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> it's
0: it's all like ambient environmental storytelling. They'll get it, right? Yeah. I got murdered, y'all. <laughs> Congratulations um, to David. Send in the
2: way you place. said yeah, that, you. I couldn't tell if you said married or murdered for a half a I second. I got murdered. <laughs> What's I the difference?
1: Murdered. Am I right? He he got yeah. married
0: to uh, a yeah, okay. horse. Okay. This
1: is this is a really great bit that we're doing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad. I'm so glad to be back, listeners. You know, however many you are out there, uh, I'm glad you could join us. <laughs> for glossed, most of whom were
2: probably we, at but, the wedding before we glossed. Yeah, before we gloss it over, he did in fact get married. Yeah, exactly. Not murder, <laughs> not murder, <laughs> cool. and not, not married. Mur-
1: <laughs> it might lead to murder. I don't know. Shut Who up. knows? I'm. I'm <laughs> Anyway, Uh, um, we're talking about Limbo.
0: Yeah, so Limbo, that hot indie title uh, that came out in 2010. Developers, Playdead Studios, who you might know now uh, for making Inside, which is sort of similar to Limbo. Um, It's all about just... So in Limbo, you awaken as a nameless boy who is in a forest and embarks on... He's got a pompadour. Does he have a pompadour?
1: I mean, that's what I would call that haircut. Can I get some backup here? I mean, it's no. all silhouetted, so okay, it's it's hard <laughs> to
0: distinguish the details.
1: <laughs> I'm just trying to give. I'm just trying to create a word picture
0: here. Poppydorn kid, get, keep going, Caleb. Some flavor. <laughs> um, so yeah, you you awaken in this forest and proceed to get on a boat that sort of channels across this uh, little lakefront. And from that point on, your only goal is really to to move right. And the game primarily is about, uh, there's light environmental uh, puzzle bits that has you avoiding enemy encounters, uh, notably a spider that is sort of a reoccurring uh, antagonist that sort of hunts you and you kind of have to outsmart. Um, But really, Limbo is just a, a simple platformer that relies heavily on Ambiance.
2: Ambiance. Um,
0: Ambiance. And um, really is, you, know, you consider, we'll get into this I'm sure later, uh, the time it came out, unlike anything really of, of that um, development size as well. Uh, Playdead, not a large studio at all, but um, for something of this polish and to have this sort of um, thematic exploration, pretty pretty unlike anything at the time, so...
1: If I I remember the timeline correctly, this was one of those games, we might have talked about it when Thomas was Alone, Mm -hmm. but this was sort of like when indie games were getting big. Like, this is one of the games that sort of helped usher in that period. Indie games specifically
0: on um, Xbox Live Arcade and uh, the PlayStation Network, which, you know, 360, PS3 really were in the infancy of having any marketplace uh, for this stuff. It was mostly just shitty DLC, so because um, yeah, this was originally
2: just an xbox live indie game
0: i don't know if it was a part of like the summer of arcade i know that microsoft was really big on that with the 360 it might have been a part of that exclusive might have, it might have been package, i mean it was it was, mm-hmm.
2: was kind of one of those early early indie hits to the xbox live uh, indie the arcade
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's a mouthful that is. <laughs>
2: That's a that's a mouth of words. I feel a
0: little stuffed here. Um, so yeah, I guess um, the what I would like to talk about um, with Limbo specifically is
1: um, can I can I give us a quick pat on the back for being able to get through explaining the game probably the fastest we have ever done?
2: Yeah, yeah, we did just kind of like, get through that. You're welcome. Through it.
1: We, good, good. We should have Caleb do this more often. <laughs> when I commit to
0: something, I deliver. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's my guarantee.
1: Um, Sorry, I interrupted. No, no. no. So what would you like us to talk uh, I, about?
0: Honestly, um, there there have been a lot of um, side scrollers in the past that rely uh, mostly on experience. Uh, I don't know if you guys played. I think it was Out of This World. It might have been. It, it came out in like the nineties. It was sort of like a rotoscope, cell shaded. Oh yeah, yeah. You remember yeah. that game? Um, nope. In that game, there was no directive. It was just you were moving right. And you're kind of piecing together what this world is about. Um, so I, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to begin the conversation with how Limbo successfully, or maybe doesn't, as effectively, um, build its universe and, and sort of contextualize what you're doing. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, so I think one of the things to kind of uh, that I that is big for me in Limbo that I want to sort of start off with is uh, aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Which this is yep. kind of one of those situations of like this is the game which is so like it decided on its aesthetic and it sticks to its aesthetic mm-hmm. and executes it so it'll it, it already has aged phenomenally well mm-hmm. but in terms of how that establishes a universe too that's very effective. Um, the style is very dark. Um, I mean the the best sort of uh, point of comparison is sort of looking at it and contrasting it to something like the German Expressionist movement. Oh, everyone will just... have
1: familiarity with that. Okay,
2: <laughs> Here, here's um, an easier. But, you, but you, you, uh, you look at it and think about stuff like uh, the Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Yeah, there's like Would
1: that. Be Max? Was Max Ernst in that? Was he? No, he was seri- Yeah, I'm
2: we're, wrong, sorry.
0: We're, talking, we're talking. We're talking filmmakers.
2: filmmakers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Max Ernst <laughs>
1: is a painter.
0: Well no I was saying yeah, I'm Cal- Cal- Calgary. Uh, I <laughs> yes. I think a more accessible uh, comparison might be I mean you look at Limbo it is all black and white silhouetted and animated really well just comparing it to like early 1920s cartoons.
2: Mm-hmm. You know or film mm-hmm.
0: noir. Or film noir, sure, sure. A mi- kind of a good mix of both.
2: Mhm. Um and I think that in terms of it, like uh universe establishing and making it feel like you're in a believable conceivable universe that is different and surreal and kind of defies logic at times Mm -hmm. having a succinct strong developed aesthetic go all the way through makes everything like way more effective if this Mm -hmm. didn't have as powerful an aesthetic I don't think it would work as well but we don't have to talk about that because it does have a strong aesthetic Mm -hmm. Um, um
1: I would add, though, well, one, if you haven't Googled a picture of what this game looks like, do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, it, I think that saying universe building almost puts an idea... Like, we typically use that when there's a lot more concrete answers in the environment you are. Like, that's just sort of the connotation I have with that word. Mm-hmm. And I think it's worth noting that this game has gives you very little. Like, there's there's really no dialogue. Right. There's no... It's So, like, what I think... Um, i guess we want to talk about film something that i've noticed in this game compared to other 2d side scrollers is that it does a really nice thing with the camera that sort of helps reflect the mood so like most 2d side scrollers, it'll be like you're looking at the scene scene does not change <laughs> as you move you just sort of go through this environment with uh limbo like you'll be walking and as you get to a certain point like it'll slowly zoom in on you until like you like it, you take up a fair portion of the screen and then other and other times like it will zoom out to the point where you're a very small mm-hmm. figure on this, and it just sort of helps, like, aid, aid the mood on either making it very claustrophobic or making you feel so small in this huge, imposing yeah. environment.
0: It's it's immersive in that regard, and I, I think it, it understands seems... the subtlety of atmosphere, and a lot of it comes down to camera placement.
2: So they're smart that. too, because yeah. them, I mean, they really are. They're showing you what you should be seeing, exactly what they, what they exactly what you need it, to it, see. It, it highlights an uh, intelligent intentionality that basically shows that, you know, the, the people that made this, they're really thinking about what the viewer is experiencing on a platformer level, which, to be fair, a lot of platformers just don't do. The, the sort I of don't, standard right. the standards platformer is centered middle of the screen, and if anything, maybe a little top-heavy to show you things above you, but a lot mm-hmm. of times they don't, they don't do cameras. They do like in this game.
0: Well, yeah, I think other platformers are so, um, concerned with, uh, nailing the sort of tactile feeling of like good jumping mechanics that it's not necessarily concerned. It doesn't really, the camera is sort of something you don't really, um, acknowledge as even being there. Cause it's, it's really non-existent. It's there to sort of just facilitate the left to right. But in Limbo, the camera is an active character as much as this protagonist um, and I, I think they think use
2: it huh would say you actually also just brought up uh, the the question of good platforming which I think is worth discussing mm-hmm. um because the game is a good yeah. it's a good platformer there, it's a, it's you know, okay I think so <laughs> I, I think that there are a lot of situations that your character's platforming feels very precarious which I like mm-hmm. sure. so it doesn't feel like your character is a phenomenal platform <laughs> he's a kid so like he, he shouldn't be like he's not Sonic. Be flying across the stream i mean period. let's be fair
1: though for for a platformer on a fundamental level to be successful it's does the character do what i feel like i wanted it to do like it's not a very high yeah. bar yeah that's a good point um yeah and for people that aren't familiar platformer we've been using that word a lot it's really just like a game where you're jumping onto platforms that is the easiest most dumbed down way to put it it can be more complex than that but in this case, it's like you are jumping onto various. Hey, planes. hey, <laughs> listeners! Do
2: you know what Mario is? Hey, hey, listeners! Okay, it's yeah. a me Mario. It's a me. Yeah. Me excuse <laughs> it's a me. It's a me Limbo. <laughs> My sister is dead. I am dead too.
1: Oh goodness. Um. So Max, you actually brought up by bringing up the gameplay something that I wanted to ask. This game very much wants you to learn through dying. Yeah. Um yeah it's so like to, to give it a, to like, like an early example um it's so like you die and you're it, there are very few consequences other than if you die you're brought up to a, a designated point a little further back in that specific section. Um, and just like to give an example of a puzzle, you have like this little chasm that you need to cross and there's a tree on the other side so you push down a boulder and it will like hit the uh, tree and knock it down to create a like pathway for you to go through but if you're just standing still when the boulder goes, like the tree can easily fall and crush you Mm -hmm. or there'll be like a blind jump that you have to do and you land on a bear trap that you didn't know was there so Mm -hmm. very much wants you to like learn from your mistakes do you think that's um a good way of teaching a player how to do it by forcing them to fail or do you think that works for this game
2: specifically i mean if, if i think it works for this and if if you say that it's a bad way of uh having uh game progress, uh then I guess we gotta shit on Dark Souls because that's how Dark Souls works. <laughs> <laughs> well I, I think sa- I think, would say that this is much I more think,
1: intentionally baked into the design though. Yeah. Like Dark Souls think, just wants you to lose. Yeah. Because for sure. they
2: because it's fun to well, lose I, uh, he, I think that like there are a lot of situations where you just you have no way of knowing that you're gonna
0: Yeah. Die. And uh, I think <laughs> that's that is the strength of like the world building that I'm I'm trying to hit at here is that this is like an absolutely savage environment that is very unexpected. Like you're, you're not sure what the constraints and the rules are for this particular world. Um, suddenly, I mean, there's an area where, like, you think you're really the only thing, the only like walking person, and then sure enough, there's this like crowd of you know uh, lost boys who <laughs> attempt to to murder you. Like, there's I constantly. There, there's constantly like these surprises that it, it is it is emphasizing that like moment of impact when you when you suddenly die. you know like you just you're like, what the hell is this And then all of a sudden it murders you. you know And it continues to reinforce this idea that the world that you're going through is just like heartless. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, uh, you on the uh, subject of like atmosphere and tone, those deaths are gnarly. I mean, yeah, since dude. There's, the thing is, since it's silhouetted and they're almost showing you less, your brain fills in more. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's yeah. very basic. I mean, a lot of times you look at the deaths and it's literally just like thing bisects you or you know thing impales you and there's no you know there's no viscera there's like weight to it too your your little your little boy has a spire through his back (laughs) and it just respawns but like even that image of like the spire in the kid's back is like this is not good this is a bad image within 5 minutes of playing this game you can easily watch a little
1: boy get shish kebabs by a spider leg and like <laughs> that's just like the re- reality that you're
2: in yeah it like and it's and it'll happen too like you don't you don't first try this without dying
0: right right
2: that's that is simply not done
0: so do you feel like as those deaths kept like intensifying and surprising did you ever feel desensitized to it or did you continually go like oh god <laughs>
1: Um, I mean, it's not like it ever hit me with the weight Where I needed to like move away from the game and take a break mm-hmm. Like it never got to that point in the first place But it, it definitely hits the point as you progress into the game Where the deaths become less tone building And more, god damn it, I'm so sick of this. <laughs>
2: I actually think one of the more disturbing things is the hair the head parasite Ooh, yeah Let's, let's talk about yeah. that That head parasite's pretty significant Well, because like that well, firstly, like, this game is mostly black and gray. Mm-hmm. So yes. the few things that are white, I think, are worth noting. Like, it, I mean, if you look at screens... Well, the first thing is, like, you can always see where you are, no matter how dark it is, because you've got those glowing white boy eyes. Yeah, um, Ooh, Those
1: dull eyes. But this episode is going to be full of out-of-context quotes that would just be bad. bizarre <laughs> for anyone else to hear. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's, like... There's something about that, like head parasite. Like if you look at an image with that head parasite in it, it stands out. Yeah, this little like white worm in your head. Yeah,
0: this head parasite will fall on you and will force you into like your death, basically. Like it'll make you walk to walk backwards to try to commit suicide in some regard.
1: Yeah. So the way, like mechanically, how it works, and then. Well, we'll no, hold on. So yeah, mechanically how it works is that like you're walking through an area and this like little parasite worm thing drops onto your head and it forces you to move in one direction. But it will switch if you hit sunlight, right? The, yeah. So like if you hit sunlight, it'll turn you around and it go like takes you in a different direction. So like Caleb was saying, you might be like marching slowly towards a spit a pit of spikes and you need to find a way to avoid it. Um, and that actually leads to I think one of the most successful story beats of the game. Well, you're ostensibly like searching for your sister this whole time, mm-hmm. or rather, that is, yeah. We that, know that we know we know that again. playing back, we know that playing this like, but like the first time you're playing, you hit a point where you have this parasite, and all of a sudden there's like this clearing with this little girl up ahead, like and it's bathed in sunlight, mm-hmm. and you're walking towards, her, and you're like, oh my god, I want to talk to her, but then you hit that sunlight, and the worm turns you around, and you just like have to like walk away, and that's a very uh, interesting. Mm-hmm beat that it has you hit
2: that that i think is actually one of my favorite moments of the game because there was a legitimate moment of like feeling something of like no 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 no, no, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and it, it's cool that the game mechanic is making you like respond negatively because like there isn't there's not a, like a cut scene or anything it's just like oh no this is yeah. the, the the game the game works this way i'm not going to be able to do this thing <laughs> Uh, that's cool because a, a yeah. lot of games honestly don't do that kind of stuff. Like a lot of games, they would have like a cutscene where something interrupts you, right. as opposed to having an actual gameplay element that they've established be a like significant factor in your story building. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's uh,
0: and that that's sort <laughs> of the the larger the larger thing is like I I linked to a video uh, that listeners you should you should watch. It's from a YouTuber, uh, innuendo. Uh, innuendo studios um it is how
1: about you just uh once we create a post on the facebook yeah i will i will link to it link in the description um he um he goes into detail so make that art quick caleb oh i
0: will i I have like a pretty good good idea of what i want for this one okay so let's get um so get hype so he he goes into detail about um how the games feel um how everything really has a give and take Um, including a character's momentum specifically um, contributes to the tone of the universe which i think is really interesting and he went into this tangent about um the predatory like the relationship with the spider and how eventually you know like when that spider is down to its like last literally last leg and yeah yeah (laughs) and you have a chasm that you're supposed to get across but there's no other way to do it and you're kind of wondering okay Everything has a give and take in this world, so it'll like kind of like poke its little its little leg at you, and then you grab onto it. There's resistance, and then it finally just lets it gives up, and then you finally pull it, and then you're able to move its abdomen across. Um, Basically, the point. really, just like lovely scene, yeah, really lovely (laughs) scene.
2: Ripping spider to pieces.
0: The the point he was trying to make though is that with every conceivable action in limbo it's trying to make you feel something to a varying degree you know like it's a struggle to do most of anything in this universe and i think that's like a strength of this quote-unquote like platformer you know like you you really do feel um like you're just kind of trudging um to get through in every way. and everywhere it I mean, makes you it of... makes you feel like you in order to succeed you have to be a really nasty equally nasty um person you know but um, also in order
2: in order to like uh add to that idea of like there's a lot of like literal struggle to finishing things Mm -hmm. and that kind of notion of give and take the end segment so we keep talking about the forest but as you progress you actually do end up in a pretty bizarre machine area with a lot Mm -hmm. of gravity defying physics Mm -hmm. lots of like Twisting your character to go on the top of the Mm -hmm. screen, and a lot of that stuff is on timers. A lot of those timers are like to the second what you need. I mean, there's a lot of situations where like you you like are just squeezing through things. Uh, Lots of very tense, like hold your breath kind of drops of like I don't want to hit a saw blade. (laughs) But good instinct. (laughs) Those areas, I think, yeah, Yeah, you're like, oh, I don't want to do this thing. I don't think I want that in my life. (laughs) yeah maybe not um those areas work super well uh and they also kind of continue to that kind of theme uh Mm -hmm. but i was also gonna say that that area is kind of geometrically bizarre i mean you you, you Mm -hmm. sort of started off by talking about the how strange some of the environments are caleb and how like otherworldly it is and i sort of just wanted to bring up that that isn't like exceptionally strange area
0: yeah like all of it just feels very dreamlike you know i i've like rarely played a game where environments transition in a way that seems fluid but you look at like if you're to look at just an over map like a metroid style over map of the entire thing like makes zero fucking sense at all and then you know we'll talk about we'll
2: talk about inside i'm sure i'm sure on this podcast. <sighs> uh, I, how long how long was it going to take for this kid to <laughs> <want> that uh... <laughs> um,
0: but this studio really they they really evoke like that dream state super well where it, it's just like impossible geometry but it feels it feels like it has a place in the world that they're building wouldn't you say
2: oh yeah i mean I, <laughs> definitely for limbo it works we'll see inside <laughs> we'll look inside and see. Look inside. Oh uh, okay. Right. And I, I think that I think that you can you can make as impossible geometric space work. Uh, you you can just you can make it work through strong aesthetics, especially mm-hmm. through cohesive aesthetics, which is the uh, the lesson in limbo.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've made it this far. Is this a good time to talk about the? story or the ambiguity of the ending
2: so this is actually an or... area that the game can get kind of criticized is mm-hmm. it's, yeah like still it's lack of story and i mean there is a story but like you have to get there yourself mm-hmm. you,
1: you have to yeah so like the way this like you go through this game you die a lot you meet some other like their environments like what caleb said where there's some other people in it there's a spider you run into this little girl at one point who It's never mentioned in the game that's your sister, but, like, the promotional material for this game is, like, you're in limbo looking for your sister. Um, And then this game ends with, like, you're in this, like, crazy machine world. You swing through a rope and you go through this, like, glass wall and it, like, goes into slow motion. You fly through it. Um, And when the game gets back up to speed, you, like, wake up and, well, I mean, you didn't wake up. You just get up off the ground and walk and there's a clearing with the little girl. Uh, her head goes up, and then it goes through the credits, and then it takes you back to the main menu opening screen, and it's the same location that where you ran into the girl, but it's, like, dilapidated, and there are, like, two clouds of flies where your bodies were mm-hmm. in that last scene. So, a little open-ended, yeah, but... A little.
2: <laughs> but... There's enough there. Um, to so, make a...
1: Ma- so, what I would, like, Max sort of taught, like, before we started recording, Max was asking what we thought that meant and my answer is just like i don't care <laughs> like the game is just like i just heartless like, bastard I, I, that it's i'm sure it's not that i am upset that it is open-ended it's just that the game was successful enough or at least it's like just fun to play without needing to know what happened to this kid sure like it was a really cool atmosphere with some nice like with some really challenging puzzles <laughs> um and i should care more about this story because they made an effort to tell it i just sort of don't.
0: So here, here's here's my it here's my own personal issue is that I'm a sucker for cyclical narratives. If you find mm-hmm. any way of looping back to the beginning, that's why Mementos, probably my favorite movie. Um, I just for some reason I I think it's clever, and um, when it's executed well, I appreciate it. Having said that, right. the ending certainly feels as if it is belittling most of the entire experience. It, it's sort of like, I remember playing through it and getting to that uh, final moment and feeling like the sort of cathartic relief. And I think it's, it's good at conveying that. But if you really look at what it's, it's trying to say, IE they've been dead this whole time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it really like, who care? Who really cares?
2: Well, the thing Ultimately. is like the, the premise of the game being a boy in limbo searching for his sister that implies that they're dead. I mean, from the sure, beginning, sure. like if you if you go into the game with that as your narrative, it's like okay, so they're dead then, right? Because mm-hmm. you can't be so in these limbo kids, so if you're these not kids dead. Are dead. <laughs> yeah, like the, the, you inherently are dead if you're in limbo. Um, yeah, the ending's kind of weird. Um, it, like it almost like so. W- what I've heard is that like the. Basically, because you break through glass, the implication is that they died in a car crash.
0: Mm-hmm. So I've
2: heard, um, which I can see. There's actually, I think that the second getting to the ending, like I actually find that the way that the ending happens, in that like you you hit the ending like finish state of yeah, breaking yeah, through yeah. this this yeah, glass yeah. barrier, like while completing a puzzle and while completing a puzzle in a way that like you're very precariously like. You you like literally like it's like mid puzzle like you're mid defying physics to get there and then Mm -hmm. it just it comes as a surprise yeah yeah it's executed really well that execution I think is incredibly impressive but then the actual ending of like wake up and loop back Mm -hmm. and then it just kind of ending there. That, I do agree, is kind of lackluster, because I don't think it actually really told me anything I didn't already know or wasn't already Mm -hmm. trying, like, assuming myself by interpreting.
1: Yeah. So I think I I know the answer, but I still want to ask. Do you think that... So Caleb and I are both expressing indifference. Is this a failure on the game for not giving us, like, or, like, sort of, like giving a satisfying conclusion, yeah. or is a failure on Caleb and my part for n- not being satisfied with a story that doesn't have complete closure?
2: Ah, uh, yeah, that's a good question there. I'm going to say a failure on your part because it's too tempting not to. Uh, <laughs> I, wa- I walked into that. Uh, No, I mean, like, it almost doesn't matter. Like, it almost doesn't matter if this story mm-hmm. has a conclusion. Yeah. But mm-hmm. something... Well the problem is here's the problem and i think this is sort looking, of something I, that they we're
1: about to hear what the problem <laughs>
2: hear the, the issues Here it is i think that it would have been interesting to have something more concrete mm-hmm. except that the game had so, not the game is not designed and the game had not flowed in a way that yeah. something concrete would have made sense right cuz like what is an ideal
0: okay. ending look like for this game like i can't exactly. tell you i really can't like, tell
2: you we, we, know, we know what an ending looks like because right. we have finished it, but in a certain way, it's like, how do you think of another ending to something that is so inherently, like, vague and atmospheric and otherworldly? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't yeah. have an answer to that. In well, the journey itself is so satisfying
0: mm-hmm. in that desperation that it's like, I was totally, like, I'm willing to give it a pass. It completes... A narrative loop that they were trying to establish and I get that but I was so impressed by the entire experience that it really ultimately it doesn't matter what that ending is
2: yeah yeah
1: so that's fair so is this uh, do you guys have other things to say or is this where we get I, the, your favorite segment I to s- make fun I of will for?
0: say I will say I'm gonna be uh, annoying as shit again and bring up inside
1: oh cool. Cool 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 cool, cool 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 cool
0: cool cool um i think that they learned from their <laughs> mistakes and they delivered. that's for the that next is.
1: podcast okay yeah you know what this so- this sounds like something to talk about in the inside episode we'll do in the future don't yeah, you
0: think huh? max
2: yeah <laughs> unfortunately though that remark is going to put it another week in the future yeah wait this isn't like grounding <laughs> Every, All right. time, that, every no, time that Caleb Dad. brings up Inside, we're going to add another week on to how far away that release <laughs> is going to be. Well, we
1: will, we will do the Inside episode the same time Half-Life 3 is released. Yeah. Never. <laughs>
0: never. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, never. Alright, go ahead, David.
2: But it is right. worth noting that uh, this uh, developer, it. they've only made Limbo and Inside, so kudos to you guys. You've made some good games what did they do for the last like decade they've been making inside yeah
1: it's a small <laughs> team you know okay um so guys for writing a book and art history oh my god believe you in yourself about? can you just
0: believe
2: in yourself <laughs> like, can you,
1: can you have some, <laughs> newly married swagger on. please <laughs> that is right and all guys as a married man i am a lot wiser than you <laughs> As a, married man, I, it, as a
2: married man <laughs> whose backdrop is nothing but unpacked boxes, <laughs> wait, wait.
1: it's a train wreck in here, yeah. guys. As a
0: married man, I need a coffee table book.
1: Segway. And this this coffee table book is called The Art History of Video Games. Yeah, there we go. If you were to flip, if you were to go back, if you were to like open it up, go back to the index and go to the L. Nope, you turned the page too mm. far. You went to M. Yeah. All right, so flip back. Okay, there, L. Okay, Limbo. Uh, and then go, it has a page number left next left to it. it. Yeah, then you go you go back to where Limbo is. What what is on that page? Like, is Limbo even in the index? Like, what are we talking about
2: here? I think Limbo's in the index.
1: Limbo is <laughs> Limbo is certainly in the index.
0: Also is the header right. of its own section. Mm. I feel like. Do you think? Yeah, I do. I don't think with without Limbo, the current state of accessible, like low number of developer indie projects would not be as pertinent, it just without, wouldn't. It wouldn't without,
2: without Limbo. We would not have Inside, and we all know that Caleb wants an entire <laughs> book on that.
1: Yeah, the game that Caleb is close to <laughs> marrying. Forever,
2: <laughs> um, but no, I, re- I, re- I would really
1: argue do think that that it, it is substantial. I, I, would, I would more, I would more argue that there would be a chapter about like the rise of indie games, and mm-hmm. like I don't think it would be like this is our Limbo chapter. I think it would get like a pretty like heady, like a pretty good uh, feature.
2: Mm-hmm. I think that, but. Yeah, I, I'm sort of in the same camp you are, David. Also, yeah. Limbo is brought up a lot in the exact conversation we're having as games as art. So, I mean, people do use this as an example of, like, mm-hmm. oh, you want to talk about art games? Well, look at this game. It's This is yeah. this is what an art game looks like. So, like, it is, yeah. it is used in this. So I think it definitely is, like, a game to note uh, in so terms the, of this entire conversation.
0: The, the reason also being... Um, it came in a time and place, and we talked about this in previous episodes, where AAA was changing. AAA was still uh, sort of the thing that everybody looked forward to, but with the emergence of indie titles on consoles, it introduced a different perspective into the mix. And Limbo was really the first thing to do it incredibly well and offered an experience that was just
1: really like unlike any AAA title so for the without looking at the timeline i would say that it was the first to do it well but it was on, definitely the first
2: in the bunch god i was i was trying so hard to think of the game there's definitely think, something think of, before think of something before
0: limbo remember. on consoles that came out digitally
1: exclusive oh, to, yeah
2: he's, you man someone's putting out so many specifiers to make sure there he's are around. so
1: many <laughs> asterisks after that sentence in our transcript <laughs> all right. All right, all right.
0: All right. it, all right. it just did it well. Okay, that's it. just did it well. It just
2: all did it well. I'm trying to end this before Braid came out. Before <laughs> Limbo, suck my dick.
1: <laughs> wait,
0: wait. When did?
2: How much, uh... Limbo's 2010. Oh, suck my oh,
1: dick. Oh my god, two years, Caleb. Okay. Getting. Long. I was like,
2: I was, I was desperately typing that into like, there has to be something. I think it's Braid, but I don't know for sure. <laughs> all right, all
1: right, all right. Um, I almost wish we could end the episode on that. <laughs> I just, I just got served. Um, but guys, guys, this is this is big for us. We actually have legitimate things to talk about in the wrap up section. Oh, um, Do we? we have a, We have a new shout out. We have uh, 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 adjourn, guys. Ki- thanks
2: for coming in. Yeah, Matt. Uh, <laughs> oh, cool. What a great <laughs> Matt shutting This sh- <laughs>
0: Max shutting
1: the shit down. Right. Uh, Kiara Orozco is now following us on WordPress, which I'm starting to think these are just bots. But if they're not, like, I mean, we gotta like, if we if there's a possibility hey, of Box. having a hey, fan. Hey, right. hey Max, you right. want to Google Hi, Matt? What am I doing now? <laughs> uh, the only reason I say it is because we the other person we gave a shout out to. It's, both these people are first last names, one word, both all lowercase. Uh, so it's possible we're just shouting out to bots, but that's still good. Um, <laughs> if you're not a bot, thanks for listening. Yeah. I'm confused that we're getting most of our traffic through WordPress. That welcome was welcome to this ghost but...
2: in the machine situation where we right. talk to WordPress blogs and we hope that they're not robots.
1: Uh huh. Um, we also have an email. Ooh. Um, we got we got more fan art from listener nathan oh good um,
2: Fantastic. Send us this time.
1: <laughs> yep it was a. Uh, I'll, I'll just read the email instead of trying to do it it was attached you will find my latest work of fan art i'm even more proud of it than my first one you'll remember that nathan <laughs> previously sent uh, master chief <laughs> um, as you can see it is of david last name redacted being spooked by his computer and burning it with his magical new fire powers which everybody knows you get once you're married mm-hmm. keep oh, up the great yeah, podcast absolutely um, I, bo- I believe we requested me burning a computer after PT, I believe. Okay. Was it PT?
2: Uh, no, no. Or was it Inside? I think we, it was Inside.
0: Not, Pretty wait, sure it was. Wait, I, 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 uh, uh, I meant to
2: say... Beginner's Guide. I meant to say Beginner's Guide. The house game. we played too many games now, guys. Anatomy. Anatomy, thank you. <laughs> that, house anatomy, anatomy, anatomy. that house game. That house <laughs> game that I <house> recommended. <laughs> uh,
1: I've yeah. forgotten already. So, right. so we can put that fan up, up in the uh, Facebook group as well. Speaking of which, we got a Facebook group. You should do stuff on it, I guess. Which I say, but <laughs> it's kind of funny. So we've said that like you should talk to us on the Facebook group. I went back and looked it, I looked at it. Um, listener Brian did comment on our jazz punk episode and we did not respond. So Oh We will, that get, is my <laughs> <fault>. <laughs> we will get better that is at it. Certainly this, guys. my fault. Hey, um <laughs>
0: it is Facebook.com slash the Crick Crew for anybody who yeah. wants to look that shit up.
2: Hey guys, go on to oh, Facebook, go on that search bar needs. and type in Crick Crew. we will probably pop up. Can, like you, the can you old.
0: like us? Can you just give us a <laughs> Please. like?
1: Please love me. Please. Um, so, But if you do want to email anything to us, including a uh, lovely fan art um, of Shish Kebab Children, nope, don't do that. Take that back instantly. Please don't send that. Um, you
2: know that you're going to get that some, now, right? Like That's all you're going to get?
1: Shish Kebab Got Children. It. She's I whiffed that one. She's kidding
2: Um I like I kinda want to make fan art for you.
1: Oh God, please don't. Um but anyway, so questions, comments, emails, anything to crew Podcast at gmail.com That's where we live. In the Gmail. So In, in the, the Gmail. Gmail. So this was an episode we did. Hopefully I will uh well I won't be getting married again anytime soon, so there won't be a delay for that. So that's nice. <laughs> to we'll a second one. Yeah. <laughs>
0: No. No, definitely no. not. Oh, Part God. Past. Hey, David. Yeah. I, I just saw something rustling in uh-huh. the back there. In that... Russell,
2: Russell, 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 uh, Russell, is that a, Russell. Is that a spider? Russell, Russell, <laughs> Russell Holy shit. Russell. I, I...
1: David. Russell, David, I mean, turn around. For real. Russell, um, um, okay. Russell, Russell. I can't really talk into the mic if I turn around, though. Russell, Russell. Okay. David, it's about to get you. It. David, run. Um, oh, uh,
2: I got him.
1: Oh, shit. Ooh. I wonder if you'll Ooh. learn from this and we'll try it
2: again. I'm dead. I'm
1: keeping up with the bit. Oh, credit <laughs> God damn it. Credit <laughs>